Welcome to this latest episode of Grazia Beauty Life Lessons. Thanks for being here with us. My name's Jolie Walker and I'm the Beauty and Health Director at Grazia Magazine. In these episodes, I ask women who really know their beauty for their best tips, advice and insight. This time, a model turned brand founder with a transatlantic and truly multi-hyphenate career. My name's Charlie Howard and I'm a model, author and founder of Squish Beauty. Born in South East London, Charlie has done brilliant work as a body positivity activist. She models for huge brands like Agent Provocateur and Pat McGrath. Her two books, Misfit and Splash, were launched to critical acclaim around the world. And her BBC Sounds podcast called Fashion Fix had Charlie interview designers and influential fashion voices on sustainability in the industry. She's also an entrepreneur, having launched her very own beauty brand, Squish. Coming up, Charlie highlights the importance of understanding your makeup's ingredients and any potential problems they might cause. A lot of us are into clean eating and like watching what we eat and things like that and being really cautious about ingredients. And the same really applies to what you're putting on your face. You know, tons of ingredients are really carcinogenic. Also, how taking time to do your makeup can be a mindful experience. She recommends taking time to yourself, just you and your face. For example, the other day, I've been having a bit of a rough uh, week or so, and I was like, I just want to wake up and put some makeup on and just take like an hour to myself of just putting products on, making myself feel good. And peppered throughout this chat, Charlie's personal experience with acne and how she learned to deal with that. Acne can make you feel really bad about yourself. And I think it's amazing now that you've got all these girls who are openly talking about acne and like have acne pages on Instagram. I'm like, oh my God, I wish, I wish I'd had that. So here she comes, the brilliant Charlie Howard. So Charlie, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm good. I know we had a few technical difficulties with the old Such AirPods. Lockdown but, life. Oh, lockdown life. But no, but thank you for uh, for bearing with me on that one. But yeah, no, I'm good otherwise. Thank you for asking. Yeah. How is <laughs> lockdown 3, 3.0 for you? 3.0. Do you know what? The first one I thought, okay, I kind of need the break. It's all right. Second one, I was like, mm, and now third one, I'm like, this just has to be over. Please make it stop. Hopefully we're on the final hurdle now, is what I'm hoping for. Third time lucky. Easter on third time lucky, exactly. Well, Charlie, let is, let's jump straight in and kick things off with your beauty advice. So let's start off with skincare. Obviously a huge passion of yours, having launched your own beauty brand, was it two years ago? About a year and a half ago, yeah. A year and a half. So the best skincare advice that you've ever been given or have to give? There's a couple of things I want to talk about with this one. I was thinking about in the shower. So um, the first one is really care about the ingredients. You know, I think a lot of us are into clean eating and like watching what we eat and things like that and being really cautious about ingredients. And the same really applies to what you're putting on your face because a lot of people buy makeup from online. They don't really read into it. And, you know, tons of ingredients are really carcinogenic. Um, they're really irritating for hormones. And for a very long time, my skin was just breaking out all along my jawline. You can't really see it on the um, Zoom that we're doing, but um, I still break out quite heavily. And I think a lot of that is because they have hormone disruptors in them called parabens. So it's really important that you really check what's in it. So obviously ingredients are such a big thing uh, for yourself and your own skincare. And how did that lead to you creating Squish, your own brand? Yeah, well, so with that knowledge in mind, you know, when it came to creating a skincare brand, 
we could have gone down the really quick route of just producing anything just to get it out there. But um, for me, it was really important that we really found the best cosmetic scientists. Um, so Bobby Brown herself put us in touch with the cosmetics manufacturer that we that we work with in New Jersey. And um, we're just really, really rigorous about what we put on the skin because I wouldn't put something on my skin and then expect uh, that was bad and then expect someone else to wear it, if that makes sense. So Squish is all about being clean. It's about or as clean as possible. It's all vegan. Um, so, you know, we have our under eye masks, which are jelly and um, traditionally they'd be full of glycerin and stuff like that, which obviously is full of animal products. So we stay away from those. And it's just about having fun with your skincare, really, and not taking it too seriously, but using ingredients that are really top end. An amazing Charlie. And you mentioned as well, obviously, creating your own brand. What was the most surprising thing with creating your brand? Maybe that you weren't expecting? First of all, it was the money because it takes a ton of money to to create a skincare brand. Maybe not like Kylie Jenner money, which is what I was worried about, but it does take quite a big investment. And luckily, I've got a business partner who I split everything 50-50 with, which really helped me out. So, you know, if, if you're interested in starting a skincare brand, maybe that could be an option. The certification that I told you about, so making sure that everything was completely above board and legal. Um, it's just tons. And like, for example, I didn't realize that if you want to make a lipstick, for example, every single shade has to be tested, which is about two and a half thousand pounds each for each color. Wow. I actually didn't know that either, that it was that much per shade. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. And then the registration, luckily, my business partner deals with all that. So uh, that's not really my forte. But there, there is just a ton to it that I don't think people are quite aware of. I think people seem, sorry, I think people tend to look at women owned brands or maybe beauty brands as a bit, you know, oh, so cute and all that sort of thing. But actually, there's a ton to it. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, the amount that goes into launching just a single product, especially when it comes to skincare um, and wanting to go down the clean route is is so much. So yeah, amazing. And what an amazing brand. I'm obsessed with the patches. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, they're fabulous. Okay, so maybe now we move on to makeup. What is your top makeup advice? And especially like from obviously your years in modeling as well, you must have picked up so many tips. Yeah. Um, so actually there's a makeup artist called Alex Box, who's really cool. She does all these like crazy uh, makeup looks. And she taught me that you can really apply all your products using your fingers. You don't have to use makeup brushes. So that's what I tend to do. Um, and I've always sanitized my hands because of my acne problems and stuff like that. Um, but your ring finger is really good for like getting into um, the creases of your eyes um, and using contour as well. Uh, your middle finger is really good for doing lipstick um, and actually Pat McGrath when I work with her she always uses her fingers to apply lipstick she doesn't directly apply it with the tube she always gets her finger rubs the lipstick and then puts it on um, so I always do that now um, what else oh the ring the like finger painting makeup like finger painting and then like your tiny your, your pinky is really good for just getting in the inner corners obviously and, and doing eyeshadow and stuff so so that's quite cool and I think it does apply the makeup probably a bit better um but then from a day-to-day -day point of view I don't know if it's really a tip but I just like to keep things as natural as possible and try to wear stuff that isn't full of um, perfumes because that's super irritating for me so um yeah I've been using a lot of have you heard of beauty pie yes I love, I love beauty, beauty pie. pie so I was kind of not put, brilliant yeah I, I wasn't kind of put off by it but I did you know, I, I get very excited about packaging and, it, and it's not the most exciting packaging, but the products are so good. 
and um, and so cheap as well if you sign up for their membership program. So I've been using their moisturizers, which are really good for um, day to day and non-irritating. And then I'm also getting a bit older now, so I'm about to be 30. So I'm trying to use a lot of serums and stuff. But yeah. When is it your birthday? 6th of April. Oh, not longer. I know. Ah. I'll we'll be out of lockdown by then. I hope so because I want to get a cake and I want to party and I want to have a good time. Yes, yeah. definitely. <laughs> and you mentioned uh, working with the you know amazing Pat McGrath as well. What was that like? And did she give you any other tips that you you still use to this day? Um, I suppose her main tip is just to have fun with makeup and just experiment. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people now, they like to follow YouTube videos and stuff like that. But, um, you know, you've really just got to sit in front of a mirror and just try things out. And um, she's amazing. She's just so creative and her team are really loyal towards her. And she really includes everyone and makes sure they're okay. I mean, she, she's lovely. And like when my, when my granddad died, she was... Um, she came over to me and, and, and we were shooting nonstop and she came over to me and she's like, oh, are you okay? And like, you know, you can go if you want to and all that sort of thing. Like she's, she's a really caring person. So she's, she's lovely. Pat is amazing. And so many tips of her, especially on her Instagram. I know that you, you did the glitter, was it in lockdown, the glitter lip kit? Oh yeah. She has this, she has this lip kit and it's got like, I really can never pronounce Swarovski. Swarovski crystals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it comes with Swarovski crystals, uh, red glitter and like red lipstick. And it's so cool. And oh my God, you know, I did it. It took me two hours and I left the crystals on the side and then the cleaner came in and threw them all down the sink. No! And I was just like, oh, it took me ages. I know. So I was like, that's a waste of money. It looks incredible. And I think that's, like you say, a really a great example of just experimenting with makeup and having fun with makeup. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that, that was really cool. Brilliant. Let's move on to hair. What is your best piece of hair advice? Oh, God, you know, I'm really not good with hair. And even now, like, I'm talking to you and I'm like, oh, what is going on with my hair? It's, um, yeah, I'm really, really not good with it. I, I, do tend to damage my hair quite a lot because on shoots they backcomb it, they put gel in it, they put whatever they want. I've bleached it before for a job. So it's taken me a really long time to even get it back to how it is now. And actually lockdowns kind of help with that because people aren't aren't touching it. Um, so I guess my advice would just be to use a really good hair mask. And actually I got sent some uh, John Frieda shampoo and conditioner that I've been using for like a few months and it's brilliant. It's um Oh God, what's it called? It's like some sort of water, um, aqueous thing, but it just makes your hair breathe and, and it's really silky. So you, yeah, I, I don't think hair care has to be really expensive, but, um, I would recommend a good, a good hair mask. And would you say in lockdown that you've like really taken the time to treat your hair and to kind of give it that boost you mentioned like post bleach? Yeah, I have, because I mean, it was just falling out. I'd, I'd run my fingers through it and it would just fall out just clumps of it just fall out in the in the shower so now it's completely gone back to to normal luckily but um yeah I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be doing that again so what can you mention what the job was that you had to bleach because that's a big commitment and how did you feel bleaching it were you totally comfortable with it did it make you feel different in any way yeah I mean I won't mention the brand but it was a couple of years ago for uh, a big American hair company and um and it was brilliant and um it had a really good team of people on it and stuff like that, but it really does just strip your hair. And I remember them doing like, it took like how many hours, like two days worth of bleaching to really make sure it was in a really good 
state because Josh Wood did it who's this amazing colorist and he took two days to do it but Jesus I mean it really took took it out of my hair yeah and like yeah and is that your natural color that you have now like a chocolatey brunette yeah yeah, it's kind of, um, it's quite red. My mum's a redhead, so it's uh, sort of brownie red. You can't really see the red right now, but yeah, bit of a ginger, gingery mix. Right. And when you, I think it was on called Super Saturday, wasn't it? Around the 4th of July. Um, I mean, I know because I was straight back in the salon on that day, as soon as salons reopened. <laughs> you the same or? Yes, I was. I So I, I go to Josh Wood now ever since that job and I've been going there for like two years and um, I booked it in. I was like, please just let me, in. let me in. And obviously it was really weird. <laughs> yeah, please let me in. Um, and obviously like things are really different now. So, um, you know, you have to sit really far away from everyone and your hairdresser's got one of those face visor things on. But um, yeah, oh my God, my hair. It, I don't know if you get this, but it's grown so long during the first lockdown. So it's like, what, 14 weeks or something of just like not touching it and it like pulled on my roots and it gives you a headache I wish my hair never grows I do everything to try and make it grow actually one thing I did (laughs) talk to you about as well talking about hair growth is your lashes (gasps) revitalized I saw that you posted that on your Instagram and I honestly unbelievable Oh, well, Grazia posted about yeah. it, didn't they? And they said that Meghan Markle also used it. No, it's um, it's honestly unbelievable. So I decided to treat myself because one of my sister's friends has it. Um, and she, and I looked at her lashes. And I was like, what the hell have you done? And I, and I bought myself one, but it's expensive. It's like 89 pounds, which is a lot for a tube that's like, how many mils is it? I don't even know. Not very big. So um, yeah, I did it. And then honestly, I, I was applying it twice a day, morning and night. And my lashes got so long, I had to start cutting them. I mean, that's... So I actually had to trim I them. I can't believe that. And I've seen the picture as well. <laughs> it was so long. And I... It's so long. I saw it on your Instagram and I popped it in WhatsApp to my friends being like, I need to get back on it. Honestly, some people have a reaction to it, apparently. But um, I've recommended it to quite a few people and they haven't. But honestly, it, it, it's just incredible. It's incredible. A lockdown lock treat for sure. And we are still here with the amazing Charlie. Uh, so for your fourth tip, Charlie, let's talk fragrance. What are your fragrance tips or the best piece of fragrance advice you've ever been given or have to give? Oh, I don't really have any fragrance tips, but I did learn that perfume smells differently on everyone. So just because your friend has something that smells really good, it's not necessarily going to smell the same on you, which is kind I of interesting. I am wearing that today. Me too. I'm on like my fourth or fifth bottle now because I wear it all the time. And honestly, whenever I'm in an Uber, the Uber drivers always go, what's that smell? What's that smell? It's really funny. <laughs> honestly, men, men love it, don't they? What do you love about it? Just, it, yeah, I'm not really interested if men care about it, honestly. But um, <laughs> I just, it, it's meant to make you smell like, your pheromones or something I don't I can't quite explain it but it's really hang on let me try and be a perfume person it's kind of like floral and a bit like musky but not in a bad way I can't quite explain no, it, it is. it's, it's just so and nice it's to adapt to you isn't it so that it um yeah wears your yeah. pheromones and, and smells like you and actually I know a lot of people who do wear it and it has something a little bit different for everyone but I'm obsessed and it's also a really good price point yeah, it really is. And the packaging's nice. Maybe a bit too much plastic for my liking, but still nice packaging. Oh, actually, one more tip. Um, I just literally just thought of one about fragrance was 
be really careful, again, if you've got hormonal problems, because a lot of perfumes can really trigger hormones. When I was trying to like clean up my acne and stuff like that, I really cut out using perfume and it sort of, it really sorts my skin out, but it can really affect women's hormones for some and reason or something. You're mentioning about your, you said you have breakouts along your jawline. Did you find that in lockdown, like my skin over the first lockdown went crazy, you know, added stress, XYZ. Did you find that in lockdown? Did your skin change at all? And did you have to switch up your routine? Actually, my skin got a tiny bit better because I wasn't wearing as much makeup. Um, and I'm still trying to like stay away from makeup a bit because as much as I love it, it's probably not good for you to have it on, on all the time. Um, so that kind of helped, but I also drank a, uh, a ton of water that really helped. Like recently, about a couple of weeks ago, it went really bad. And then suddenly my period came on really early. So I'm guessing I had some sort of hormonal thing going on. But apart from that, it wasn't, it hasn't been too bad. And you mentioned hormones a few times now. Is that something, obviously, when you were researching to launch Squish, was that something that you were really hot on and did more research into? Yeah, I think that's actually where I first learned about the perfume thing as well. So yeah, like it's something that I'm really... Uh, careful about when buying products myself and it takes two minutes to read the back of the ingredients and you can always message the company and ask them what's what's in something but yeah definitely you have to be really careful with these kinds of things yeah absolutely and okay let's go to our question number five and your ultimate advice for self-care so I would say it's really important to have a routine when it comes to self-care and having a routine in itself is really good anyway, in terms of, you know, reduce the anxiety and, and staying calm and things like that. But if you give yourself a couple of nights a week where you're going to apply a face mask or you're going to, I don't know, um, run a bath or, or whatever it is, like it will honestly lift your mood. And I'm really, really conscious about making time for myself. And I think that women on the whole are quite worried about doing things for themselves because we get very worried about being selfish, but actually there's nothing wrong with recharging your batteries and just taking care of yourself. You know, uh, I appreciate it's probably really difficult if you've got children and stuff like that to, to find the time. But if you can, even if it's like for 10 minutes a day of just meditating or, or whatever it is, honestly, it will completely transform your life. And just touching on that. Um, and I think it that even like 10 minutes, I think that's a really important thing to say because you don't need tons of time, but even taking a 10 minute meditation or just 10 minutes for yourself, you find quite transformative. Definitely. So I'm really into meditation recently, um, because I, I really do struggle with anxiety and honestly, just a couple of minutes of just deep breathing. So like four seconds in, eight seconds out, it really just places me back in, in the moment and stops you from like overthinking and thinking, what if, what if, what if all the time. So yeah, I, I try really hard to uh, be careful. And that's a breathing technique that you call on. Yeah. So I sit somewhere quiet, cross my legs, put my palms out on top of my knees and then just breathe in and do it. And sometimes it doesn't even take two minutes really to calm yourself down, but you'll be, you know, you're just trying to, yeah, slow your heart rate down and just really take some time for yourself because it's so important. And, you know, we live in a time where we're constantly flooded with emails and constantly getting this, that and the other thrown at us. So you just need to just relax a bit. Relax a bit. And how about beauty? Does you th- Do you think that beauty um, is involved in your self-care routine? Like, do you find skincare soothing, saying you're like nighttime routine or anything like that? Oh, massively. I... Like, for example, the other day, I've been having a bit of a rough uh, week or so. And I was like, I just want to wake up and 
put some makeup on and just take like an hour to myself of just putting products on, making myself feel good. I I feel instantly better when I look in the mirror and I, and I look a lot better when I'm sort of like a ghost, you know? So it really improves my mood in, in that respect. But yeah, it's just so important to do that. And, um, instantly makes me feel better also I'm in the countryside right now so it's very easy to become stuck in like wellies and and a fleece and all that sort of thing but like you know a few nice products can really cheer you up I guess it's that totally like mood boosting power of makeup or of beauty which you must see a lot actually from the other side from Instagram people buying your products and you know messaging you presumably saying they're amazing yeah and they've really given me the boost I need yeah, it's so weird seeing people wear your products because, like, literally, I design them on a put like the cherry mask I designed on a post-it note. Did you? Oh, I love that. Yeah, and the flowers that we did that took me a couple of months to try and sort out because we had quite a few problems with manufacturers. So yeah. when you see people wearing it, it's like, oh my god, you know, people are actually wearing what you've made. It's crazy. Yeah, it must be. It must be an amazing feeling, especially when you get those messages from them because skincare can be so transformative. And say with the, you know, with the um, the blemish. Um, flower pads etc yeah well you know that was always the thing with with acne so I always used to be mortified to go out and uh you know walk around so I'm from um southeast London and I always remember when I had a really bad breakout I was walking through Peckham one day this was like god 12 12 years ago maybe something like that 11 years ago and um I had my headphones in but they weren't connected and some woman walked past and was like oh, she'd be pretty if she didn't have acne or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, first of all, that's really rude. But also like it really upset me because, you know, I think you always want to feel good and I had makeup on anyway. And so it always makes you feel really, uh, like acne can make you feel really bad about yourself. And I think it's amazing now that you've got all these girls who are, openly talking about acne and like have acne pages on Instagram I'm like oh my god I wish I wish I'd had that when I had really bad acne yeah but then so the flowers that I made they're um they're made of hydrocolloid and you put them on top of a, a blemish and then it helps pull out all the gunk from from a white head and um, I just really thought that if you are a girl let's just say or um whatever and, and you're feeling embarrassed about your skin you know just an acne patch on top can just really make you feel less conscious and a lot of people are wearing them underneath their mask now so it kind of helps them whilst they go out and so yeah it's just about making girls feel good I think that's what squish is about really and just going back to that what that very nasty woman said on the street what would you say to her now if you saw her would you want to say anything to her oh god I I don't even know I mean I think with these sorts of people it's just best just to let them get on with it because they obviously have a lot of insecurities within themselves but yeah it's just well well, when it comes to people's skin you know but when I had because I had really bad acne Jolie like it was everywhere on my face didn't get it anywhere else it was just everywhere on my face and um, people constantly make comments like, oh, have you read that eating fish will improve it? Or are you not wiping your makeup off properly? And actually what people with acne really do is overcompensate. So they're like yeah. constantly cleaning their face, constantly trying not to touch it, constantly trying to eat right to, to improve it. And sometimes there is literally nothing you can do. So it's just like, be kind. Yeah, and just, just be, be nice. kind. Honestly, yeah, believe, believe me, I don't want to look like this or whatever. And I'm trying really hard to improve it. And I really do not need your opinion. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Good um, also, like you say, uh, you know, we're a similar age. When we were growing up, we didn't have those Instagram communities. And, you know, there's a lot of people say negative things about Instagram, like increasing insecurities. 
But I really wish we'd had those kind of voices when I was younger and, you know, you're struggling with bad skin or whatever it is. Um, so I think that's definitely a positive side of social media now for people growing up in that space with the, you know, acne, positivity movement, et cetera. Yeah, it's just amazing, honestly, because I wouldn't have had the confidence. And even now, like if I have a bad skin day, I'm still quite affected from that. But these girls are like, I'm using Accutane or I'm using this um, medication and, you know, I'm wearing this product to cover it or I'm doing this and this is helping. And it's just like, oh, my God, if I if I knew that other people were also struggling, that would have really helped me out. And it's opening up the conversation. And I guess they can, yeah. you know, get tips off other people as well. Yeah, there's um, there's a really good beauty blogger called Lou Northcoats. Um, and she really talks about her uh, her journey with using Accutane and, and her skin and everything. And it's, it's honestly really inspirational. But I, I really like that about Gen Z because we're millennials, right? So we were taught that whatever you put on the internet, you make really damn sure before posting it that you are comfortable posting it you don't want you know your future employers to see you getting drunk or like lit on a Friday night (laughs) you know you're really you're really careful but like Gen Z um who's you know the generation that that squish is kind of aimed towards they post pictures of themselves without makeup on they post silly pictures of themselves like they're a lot more relaxed when it comes to social media and don't take themselves so seriously and I find that really interesting as well actually it is it's interesting almost like what we put out there on Instagram, different tribes, whether the, you know, there's that more realistic side coming through, but at first it was all perfect and polished. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. It's really weird how things have changed. And that's literally within 15 years or so. It's just completely different now. I mean, obviously don't post racist tweets or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's never good. But when it comes to, you know, your skin, you shouldn't be embarrassed. or I like, feel like you have to face tune things out and, and, make yourself look thinner or whatever it is you know um it's very interesting I'm hoping yeah that we have moved away from that face tune era of you know Instagram and social media do you, do you feel do you feel like we have yeah well I read so it, an advert for it came up on my um internet the other day and it said something like 30 million people are, or like 33 million people are using this app and I was like 33 million people are using face tune that's just absolutely insane but yeah, it's it's just about encouraging people just to be their authentic self and, and to not worry as much. And I know it's really difficult. Um, people constantly post the best versions of, of themselves on social media and we all get affected by it. I'm sure you're the same as me. I'll go onto Instagram and it's like, oh, holiday, Dubai, 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 or whatever. Or like, you know, I've got this expensive bag or whatever it is. And it can make you feel really shit about yourself. But trust me, life isn't always the best thing and if you log on to Instagram knowing that you're probably going to see just positive things and that's that's important to remember as well and just talking about that do you you know curate the people that you follow is something that I've heard a lot recently like you don't have to follow these accounts if they're not making you feel good and that's okay to unfollow people yeah you know yeah and I've heard you talk about that as well yeah I've said that for a while I mean I always felt like oh you know you got to follow, you know, old friends of yours or whatever, who you just don't really have anything in contact with, who might have been really bitchy to you in the past. I actually know you don't have to follow them and you don't have to follow anyone who makes you feel really shit about yourself. And that's what's really good about social media is that, you know, when we were younger, the media that we saw was putting our faces without our permission in a way, you know, it's like every billboard that you saw, every magazine advert that you saw or magazine cover, whatever it was, was dictated to you like this is what you should look like this is what you should be reading this is what you should be dressing blah 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 but now on our instagram you can literally 
create a magazine yourself on your phone. So you can unfollow people, you can follow celebrities that maybe or influencers that you know you wouldn't have um, otherwise followed before. Um, I think with BLM especially, you know, it really opened my eyes up to loads of different accounts that I wouldn't have otherwise followed before that. And just, you know, it, it really can be a positive thing if you choose to use it that way. It doesn't have to be negative. But if you follow someone who's like, you know, a Fitspo blog or whatever it's called, who just posts salads every day, it's probably after a while, it's probably going to get a bit depressing. <laughs> okay. And maybe we will move on now to the final question. So your biggest beauty blunder. Talk to me about it. Can I talk about this, the squish thing in this one? Because that, that was kind of mad what happened. So... Oh, yeah, this is like, this is probably my biggest beauty blunder as a businesswoman, apparently. So um, I had designed this jar. It was glass. It was amazing. It was tortoiseshell. We're still selling it on our website, but um, I was really proud of the formula. You know, it took me months to try and, and get it. Um, really proud of it. And it comes in this beautiful, like I was saying, this beautiful tortoiseshell jar. And I don't know what happened, but I sent the translation to my business partner. And I think something like... Google or whatever instantly translates it. So I sent it to him and read hydrant, which means hydrant, as hydrante, which means moisturizer. Got the two completely mixed up. So we sent it off and I posted the jar when, you know, we shot it. We had the models come around, blah, 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 blah. Put it on Instagram and suddenly all these people were like, "Uh, you do realize that means fire hydrant in French, don't you? And I was like... (gasps) what and I was like no 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 that, that, that must be a, a mistake so I went on to google translate and like I was like oh my god we've literally ordered 5,000 jars of this and oh gosh already like a thousand of them have been filled or whatever like what the hell am I going to do and it cost us like a ton of money as well because obviously they're made of glass and they're special they're uniquely designed rather than throwing them away which we could have done but I think that's personally really wasteful. We decided to um, sell them. And so I, we had these stickers made of a fire hydrant and we called them the limited edition fire hydrant version. So we stuck those on all the... You know what? You've got to embrace it. Exactly. Taking it, embracing it. And I remember you sent a note out when you were sending them out saying, this was the mistake. And I was like, yes, Charlie, you've absolutely owned it. Yeah, it was a mistake and it was embarrassing. But you know what? it's fine. And I'd rather just sell them because they're a perfectly good product. There's nothing wrong with the product itself. It's literally just the jar. And it's like, what's the point of throwing thousands of jars away? It'd be so wasteful than just to embrace your mistake. Thank you so much, Charlie. That was so great to chat to you. And thank you for sharing all of your brilliant uh, beauty advice and stories with me. Oh, thanks, Jolie. Um, no, it's always lovely speaking to you. So thank you so much. What a joy to spend time with Charlie Howard. Thanks to her for spending time with us. And thanks to you too. I know we say this every time, but please, if you are enjoying these episodes, give us a review and rating in your podcast player. Word of mouth counts for so much too, so please tell your friends to check us out, especially if they love their beauty products and tips. We're back next week with co-founder of fashion blog, Bag Snob, Tina Craig. See you then.